Hello there, good evening everyone. I'd just like to thank again to David and for Vision Church for doing for giving me this invite to do the the Friday night devotional. And tonight I want to share with you um something in this devotional in this devotional to help in our walk with Jesus that I gathered from the book of James chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 and it reads this James chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 I'll just open in prayer Father we just come before you we just thank you for this time tonight where we can come around your word and to the to hear your teachings from the book of James and how we can control our tongue and through the power of you. We just ask you, Lord, just to bless and continue with this meeting tonight when this is finished, Lord, and bless them. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. And it reads this, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we all shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, and they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so the tongue is a little member that boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell and every kind of beast and bird of or of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind but no man can tame the tongue it is unruly evil full of deadly poison with it with it we bless our god and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? or a grapevine 
bare figs. Thus, no spring yields both salt, water and fresh. So this epistle of James was written by James's half-brother between AD 45 and 50 and he is the, the, he is the author as the title of this book is and also Jesus other brother Jude has written the another epistle called the epistle of Jude and as I've read through New Testament scriptures and also in this book of James James himself is a straight talker. He doesn't mess about with his words and he writes in a caring way. The early church was in turmoil. They were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria and, the, and with the actions of Saul, with the martyrdom of Stephen in the end of Acts 7 and the beginning of Acts 8. A few chapters later, in chapter 12, we read of Herod being violent to the church. So James in this letter is loving. He mentions throughout this letter, my brethren, my beloved brethren, and the rest of the time as brothers. He is encouraging and giving practical help to these scattered believers. Hold on two seconds. So he speaks about controlling the tongue, such a powerful muscular organ when used in talking. But maybe Johnny can show you later on how he uses his tongue to touch his nose. So it can encourage, it can build up and it can bless. Also when I'm at times at vision, I always want to kind of brush aside with Frances and she always gives you an encouraging word, an encouraging scripture. But also the tongue can also discourage and can also curse and tear down. Through this passage of scripture, it is aimed at believers who are in leadership, who are in kind of leadership in positions of teaching, but it is a guide that can help us as believers in Jesus and we and it and it help guides us how we behave with our family, our friends and how we how our conversations are around like with school, in college, in university, even through work and even throughout our community. The book of Proverbs has a scripture in chapter 15 verses 1 and 2 and it says describes this really quite well a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly but the mouth 
of vile of fools pours forth foolishness. And there is also a Puritan name called Thomas Watson. Um, a Puritan was a preacher or a minister who preached in the 16th century, 16th, 17th century. And they were kind of, they went against the kind of liberal teachings of the Church of England. But Thomas Watson says here, God has given us two ears and one tongue to show that we should be swift to hear, but slow to speak. And God has set a double fence before the tongue, the teeth and the lips to teach us to be wary that we offend not with our tongue. So let's look at three aspects of, of the tongue. In verse 1, um, as I read this, as I said before, this passage of scripture is aimed at some of who are in, in leadership, who teach in church. But it has all the responsibilities for us as Christians, as we speak and communicate around with others. Though teachers are under greater condemnation if they if they teach something false or wrong because they stand before they will stand before Jesus um, before Jesus at the judgment seat where they will give an account whether good or bad. In verse two it comes down as we look down here it says For we stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is perfect. Able, to, able also to bridle the whole body. We all stumble at times, don't we? But the more we grow in Christ, the more we become perfect. Perfect here isn't like can perfect, perfect. It means kind of. It really means that be you're becoming more and more mature. And the bridle of the horse is the headstall on the horse where you can attach the reins, the mouth bit and sometimes the blinkers to stop distraction. And these attachments control the horse in many situations. So to bridle the whole body is being mature, having control where for us, for us as believers, as we rein in, curb and restrain this tongue as speech. And if we don't speak our minds, if we don't, if, if, to restrain this tongue so that we don't speak our minds and speak loosely. So that's important. So James is in this next point. Um, in verses 3 to 6 we have the power to take control as we speak in verse 3 it reads indeed we put bits in horses mouths and that they may obey us and we turn the whole body when the horse bit is in is a such an important part of communicating between rider and horse the horse 
mouth bits are needed to be fitted properly so they don't cause discomfort so that they can move freely as the rider uses a light touch changing to various gates and lateral movements and stopping. So the, the light touch or a light hand is a good term being gentle so the to the horse and so and so should our tongues be gently controlled. And we as James is using we read as James is illustrating um of a small rudder of a big ship where it can be steered safely in fierce winds. There was a phrase in the in the USA in World War Two that that they used during World War Two on posters and it used to say this a slip of the lip can sink a ship and this was to stop people gossiping in case spies overheard. So in verse five it adds to these illustrations by saying that the small horse bits and the small ship's rudder are like the tongue as a small part of the body. From what we think in our heads can come to our tongue if we don't control it. It can cause lots of damage. Just as James says, see how great a forest a little fire kindles. Have you ever seen a forest fire? When I was in South Africa 10 years ago, I drove past um, mountains and fields that had a red hot glow of smouldering fires in the distance. And sometimes here in the UK when people wild camp, they, they sometimes people will leave the fire pits with a flame and sometimes the fire pit um, underneath the ground can smoulder and, and it can lead to major devastation if it catches the light. So it's important when you're camping to soak the ground and make sure that all the fire embers are out. But if that fire isn't out, look at verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. Iniquity is a term for sin. It comes off our tongue like a fire. Such a small thing, part of our body, can bring dishonesty among our bodily members. It sets on fire the course of nature, it says here in the, the verse, and this is the course of human existence. It's like a dragon that fires out flames at its mouth and it destroys everything in its way. The tongue has a destructive powers like this from hell. And it's interesting that this word hell here is called Gehenna. Gehenna is used 12 times in the New Testament scriptures and it's um, with Jesus speaking 
and with Jesus speaking 11 times of these consequences of sin, he speaks of a place outside Jerusalem called the Valley of Hinnom. It's where human sacrifices were offered back in Jeremiah chapter 7. And in Jesus' times, it was a place of, of a rubbish dump. It's where that they used to have fires and used to burn, burn all the trash right down. And Jesus used this place to, and it, it kind of burnt down. It was like a continual burning all the time where people would be trash. It was always on fire. And Jesus uses this place to illustrate the final judgment of everlasting punishment. And this is where James uses the term of hell being an evil place that words from the tongue can cause so much damage. Like in Proverbs chapter six, chapter 16 verse 27 it says, An ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Has anyone spoke to you in such a way that has hurt you so much that you are devastated by the hurt? Have you been that person that has said that hurtful word that has left a damaging impact? It is easy to say sorry afterwards, but the scars of these words of fire leave a bitter mark. And these things, and things aren't the same. And your relationship with that person is different. But we have the power to take control being a Christian. We have the Holy Spirit to convict us if we are doing something wrong or planning to. We have the power to bless or curse. What will you do? So let's look at our final point in verses 7 to 12 and we have the power. We have the power to bless we have the power to bless or curse as we speak. Verses 7 and 8 speaks of how, how, humankind, how humankind has been able to tame beasts such as bears, birds like, like beasts such as bears, like birds like a parrot, reptiles like a, a snake and and creatures of the sea, like the dolphin or the sea lion. We have seen these in zoos, where they have been trained to do tricks, but they have all their natural wild instincts taken away. So let's look at verse 8. Let's look down and it reads here, But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. James is saying that the the poison can't that James is saying that the person can't tame his tongue. Like the the tamed animals and creatures, as the tongue is unruly and full of poison. 
I think of that and I think, gosh, that's such a harsh, harsh statement from James. But it's so true. And he writes this in verse 12. With it, we bless God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. We can be hypocritical with our thoughts and speech, can't we? We can go to church one moment and praise in the Lord, and the next morning when we leave, we could be in the car stuck in traffic, and our, stung, and our tongue starts to curse the slowness of the traffic. But each of the people they're driving are made, all made in the similitude of God. We are all made in the image of God. And James is saying we shouldn't be letting our tongue, letting our tongue behave in this way. And lastly, James is using the kind of description here. Um, he's using the spring of water, a fig tree, a grapevine to illustrate the, the kind of inconsistencies that come from our tongue. Just like nature can't contradict itself, where fresh water from a spring can't pour out salty, bitter water. A fig tree can't produce olives and a grapevine can't produce figs. Right in the beginning of when our world was created and on the third day in Genesis 1 verse 12 it reads this And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit, those whose seed is in itself according to its kind and God saw that it was good. God created everything perfectly according to its kind. Everything was created uniquely, separately and individually and within us we are made in the image of God and being a Christian we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and through him we have the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. We have that self-control. This is how we control our tongue. In Galatians chapter 5, I'll just finish here. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 reads here and it shares some of these attributes but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. These attributes aren't traits but that we that they we can't do this we can't do it ourselves. It's true that we can try to do these things and try to be a good person, but it doesn't last. But these fruits of the spirit are part of 
Christian growth from the Holy Spirit. And if you're here tonight, and if you don't know Jesus, and you want to become a Christian, and you know that you don't have that control of the tongue, you know that you let people down and you let yourself down, it's time to speak to your leaders here tonight and speak to them and and find and they will lead you to know Jesus and they will help guide you but also for us as Christians our words our tongue will leave a lasting, a lasting effect on our family it's something that I should do more but it's something that I should do with my family even my wife is using the tongue to bless just to say words like daily I love you thank you and saying I love you in front of your family in front of your kids every day is going to leave a, a, a lasting impression on the kids and hopefully your kids will follow that kind of good speaking tongue as they as they have families in the future so i just want to finish here and just want to just thank you for listening to me so i'll just pray father we just come before you again and we just thank you for this time through your word we just know that times when we speak and and speak sometimes and say the wrong thing and we know sometimes we when we speak these wrong things we know that you are convicting us of saying the wrong thing we are doing the wrong thing lord we just thank you lord that you do convict us of our sin and you convict us before we do sin but it's us that we have to act on that so we just thank you for tonight and just continue with the youth club tonight and with the young people and and you just ask these things in jesus name amen